0: Well, there's only one thing left to do to complete coverage of an NFL draft, and that is to offer a way, 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 way too early evaluation and letter grade of that draft right after it ends. So this episode of Mike Drop here on Pittsburgh Sports Live, Steelers Now, and all throughout the Sports Now family of networks. I'm your host, as always, Mike Ostey, and I'm going to do that. I am going to offer my letter grade and my evaluation of the Steelers 2022 draft. And I will lead in by saying this is the first time I can remember, certainly in recent memory, certainly since I've been covering the Steelers, which is now five years or so from one outlet or a couple outlets to a few more now, that it feels like most fans, most media members, and even really those around the country who maybe don't follow the Steelers as closely as Steeler fans, or even media that actually covers the Steelers, that everyone loves this draft. It really does feel like that. So I will tell you, and I don't need to tease this, I'm not really going to be that different with this take. I do normally like talk for a unique opinion, try to go against the grain, try to be different. Everyone's doing the same thing, whether you think it's the heel opinion or not. I try sometimes to see if I could go in a different direction, but my opinions are always my opinion. I always do like to keep it real and keeping up with that theme and keeping it real. I have to keep it real here. And I have to tell you that I give the Steelers an A for the 2022 draft. Kevin Colbert's last to close out what I do believe is a Hall of Fame tenure as an executive presiding over the Steelers in the NFL. And I don't know if I'm going to go A And the reason why I say it's way too soon with a bunch of ways, you got to see these players on the field. You got to see how the players that were taken around the players the Steelers selected also play. And you got to see them on the field. You got to see how this unfolds in and out of the locker room. Really, you can't truly evaluate an individual draft class until years go by. To be fair, nobody waits, but that's really how it should be in terms of being fair to truly evaluate a draft class. Right now, maybe you can evaluate a draft class from a few years ago, but I don't even know it's fair to try wait last year's draft class or the year before. But people want to throw out these grades right away, so I'm going to do the same. And right now, I do have an A. Right after this NFL draft closes, I have an A. I had an A almost all the way through, and. One of the main reasons why is the Steelers let the draft come to them. So they didn't go crazy. They didn't go buck wild. They didn't have to trade up for a guy they loved, like when they did for Devin Bush. And of course the jury is still out on that draft pick, but when the Steelers love a guy and they have kind of tipped their hand in recent years with loving Najee Harris, loving Devin Bush, even though they had to trade up and even loving Kenny Pickett, although they also, it felt like loved Malik Willis entering the draft but they get their guys and they didn't have to go crazy. They didn't have to give up value. They needed a lot. This was an important draft. This was a draft. You had to really hit a home run. You certainly couldn't strike out on. And again, they get their guys and they get their guys, not just Kenny Pickett at quarterback at pick 20 in the first round, they got their guy there even more. So I think they were in love with him than people thought going into the draft, but they also get their guy with George Pickens. They also get their guy with DeMarvin Leal. They even get Connor Hayward, who obviously is someone that they wanted to be able to try to get in later rounds with a connection to Cam Hayward. They even get some (laughs) signings that have some connections that they like outside of the seven rounds of the NFL draft. Kevin Colbert and the Steelers, Kevin Colbert's Swang song, and it's Mike Tomlin, it's the Rooney family, it's everyone together. They got their guys all the way through. And it's not like they reach for somebody. It's not like they happen to love somebody like when the Giants loved Daniel Jones and everybody scratched their head. How could you love that man? Okay, he's kind of like a poor man's Eli Manning, but doesn't even have the ability to maybe run around a little bit. And the jury maybe is still out to be fair. They, they've been a mess offensive line wise. Maybe they're giving him one more year to try things. But Quarterback's a position that you can't miss. So if obviously Kenny Pickett ends up being a bust, doesn't become at least a guy that can lead you. I'm not saying he has to be a Hall of Famer. That doesn't appear to be the maximum comps for him. Many go, and our Nick Fairbaugh on, on our draft show, he told me directly his high ceiling comp, he believes, is Derek Carr. Maybe I've said Carson Palmer. That's not Hall of Fame. That's high level, multiple Pro Bowl, can lead you into the playoffs. Pretty solid play, year after year. And Derek Carr got a mega deal. Now maybe a low comp is Teddy Teddy Bridgewater or a mid comp maybe is Teddy Bridgewater maybe a low comp below that. So I don't know if that would be enough to to win the draft when it's a first round pick. Even though this was a very weak quarterback class and that was evident when you're waiting until pick twenty for a quarterback, you only get the one in the first round. And Malik Willis, who many think has the highest ceiling, doesn't go until the third round and actually was passed on by the team that ends up drafting him. So clearly they wanted him, but how much so? They were willing to wait and if he was taken and gone by the time they got another chance at him oh well clearly so the Steelers were able to get their guys and they didn't have to go buck wild they wanted Kenny Pickett it's not about because many say well Malik Willis had a Malik Wills had a higher ceiling and you already have Mr. Visky as a bridge quarterback who's okay and by the way admittedly I said it you may have heard me if you're an avid viewer and, and listener of any of my shows I said that that was my instant reaction that okay I like Kenny Pickett covered him a pit Obviously, became a pit legend. Feels like he's NFL ready, more NFL ready than any other, any other quarterback. That's what the Steelers felt. Obviously, he was able to conquer adversity of having to deal with multiple coaches and having to deal with multiple systems and having to deal with inconsistency and incontinuity and multiple players coming in and out and the, even, the, even the perception of him. He wasn't liked by pit fans even a couple of years ago. Then became beloved and now is going to try to be a Pittsburgh legend on the Steelers outside of just Pitt. But there was a day where Pitt fans were sick of Kenny Pickett. He had to conquer all of that. The precision passing, the arm strength. The Az hands are small, but nobody cares about that. Nobody should care about that. Joe Burrow's hands are small. Michael Vick's hands were small. And they're two different styles, but the hand size thing, that's overblown. And it was tested, and there were two different sizes, whether you are going national or whether it was done locally at Pitt. But I agree Kenny Pickett w- was most NFL ready, but do you need the most NFL ready when you have a former pro bowler who's still kind of young, Mr. Biscay, only a few years older at 27 versus 24 for Kenny Pickett, even though Kenny Pickett's coming in and already because of the five years in school, but Mr. Biscay, a former pro bowler led a team to the playoffs before in the bears, a worse roster on that bears team that made the postseason. than what you would right now have on the Steelers, even prior to the draft, really that was a bears team that did not have many weapons around Mr. Biscay. Solid numbers all the way through, even solid numbers when he came in for a spot start for Josh Allen with the Bills. So, Mr. Bisky, I'm not saying he's your franchise guy. I don't think he'll be around three, four years from now, nor should he. And I don't think in any way he's going to become some Hall of Fame talent or elite quarterback either that maybe you'd want out of a first round guy. But he's a guy that clearly has talent that at one point a franchise did think, was a first round guy and has proven it at times in the NFL. So that's obviously better than Mason Rudolph, who's been average. People do hate him. I think they hate him too much. He's been okay. I think he's a serviceable backup, but I don't think he is your quarterback of the future either. So you bring in Mitch, likely he's your QB one and likely a QB one anyway, by the way, to start the 2022 NFL season. I would still bet that Mr. Trubisky starts week one. What his leash will be, will be interesting. And obviously there's going to be tons of people, certainly Pitt fans that are also Steeler fans, which is a large chunk, that are going to be yelling for Kenny Pickett if Mr. Trubisky would have one bad moment, let alone game, let alone several games in a row. And certainly if they start out slow, they're going to be calling for Pickett right away. But I think Mitch has an edge. And that's why maybe you argue. And that's what Nick said on with me. That's what I said. That's what others have said. I've heard it. I hear it. But the Steelers don't care. They didn't just want a ceiling guy and wait for a bridge, even though they had a bridge. Maybe Mitch will still be a bridge for a year or two, and Kenny Pickett gets ready, and then once he gets in there, which will still be younger than Mitch is now, he really is ready to go. Aaron Rodgers did sit for several years under Favre. So that can still possibly be the scenario. Maybe he'll compete and win it. He has the moxie. He has the determination. He's conquered adversity. He's going to try to win it this this offseason camp. Who knows? Point is, the reason why I'm still going letter grade A, even though my initial reaction was, no, you take Malik Willis, you forget the pit connection, and I don't believe they did this because Kenny Pickett went to pit at all, by the way. They didn't do it because he went to pit. If he went to WVU, Penn State, a school that had nothing to do with any local flavor, they would have done the same thing with the exact same QB, the exact same situation, the exact same skill set, and the exact same numbers and level of play. I do believe that. They thought he was the most NFL ready. They needed a quarterback, even if they have the bridge guy. They wanted Kenny Pickett. He was their QB one. That's what they said. And you can say, do you always believe what teams or the Steelers say? Honestly, when it comes to the draft, and this has been years and years and years now of me covering the Steelers. Yes. They have tipped their hand. I've tried to dance around the the tipping of the hand. I've tried to think, what do they really mean? I've tried to think maybe it's little messages. I've tried that over the years and I've been wrong. I'll admit that they usually do tell you, and they usually are direct on certainly afterwards. So this was their QB1. They got their QB1. So once you get your QB1, who you believe is most enough already, despite having a bridge guy, it creates a solid QB situation for you when a month or so ago they had a catastrophe at quarterback where it was just Mason and Dwayne, and Dwayne Haskins obviously passes away tragically, which is incredibly sad, but he wasn't ready to be your guy either. He had up and down games in the preseason a year ago. He didn't beat out Mason for QB2 even when Ben was still there. Some might have been sold. I never was sold on Dwayne Haskins being your franchise guy either. So he tragically passes away. You still have Mason. I don't know if that's something they were sold on, even though maybe they do like him more than some fans could throw him in a competition, but you bring in Mitch, the best guy out there. I really do feel like in terms of realistically bringing someone in, they weren't going to trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or any of that. And obviously Rogers stays in green Bay and Russell Wilson goes to Denver. They weren't going to even bring in Deshaun Watson. That wasn't going to happen. So out of realistic things, you bring in Mitch, former pro bowler, playoff appearance, that's good. You still have Mason. He's at least a backup for me. That's okay. You're probably going to trade him to get some value now. And then you get the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft without having to trade up. And even we did a live draft show. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we figured it was Willis. But if Pickett's your guy, the Saints could take him right in front of you at 19. Other teams could have taken him before you. And yeah, maybe clearly there there was an indictment of this, Quarterback class that nobody was going to take picket or anybody else in the top 10 or 6 or 11, 13. None of that was going to happen. Clearly, they didn't love these guys enough. But right in front of you maybe was a concern. The Saints certainly, you think need a quarterback you think any picket could fit in what they want to try to do since they're obviously sean payton and breeze are gone but they're still going to run a similar type of system that doesn't really fit willis even though you know winston is maybe closer to willis than he is Pickett, but who knows what winston could be despite being a former heisman guy tons of interceptions over the years calmed it down last year but are you really sold so maybe you bring in Pickett to do what the seals are doing with Pickett and mr bisky so That was a concern, but they didn't have to trade up. They didn't have to give up anything, even the one slot, and they got their guy. So when you are a team that needs a quarterback, you need a quarterback for your future, and you get who is your QB1, who is the most NFL ready, even if he's not everyone's QB1 of this draft class, and you do it without having to trade up, and you just have him fall right in your lap at pick 20 instead of pick 10 or 12 or 15 even, because I thought the Steelers just draft were... too late in the draft. 20 is a bad spot. You're already really looking at an A unless you mess it up. So they do that. They get Pickett. He's their guy. But then also, George Pickens is another reason why this is an A. Pickens fits with Pickett, and you got to get the game broadcast call of Pickett picks Pickens. Got to hear that during games when they do complete a touchdown pass. When you have Pickett connect to Pickens for a score, you got to get that. You got to get Pickett picks Pickens for score. I want to hear that on a broadcast. But in all seriousness, Pickens, regardless of what his name is, has been in big games, has the talent. Some thought he actually had a first-round grade, even though most of those quality receivers at that point who had those grades were gone, and the Steelers go quarterback instead. Many thought he could have been a first-run guy honestly maybe there's some things I mean, maturity that maybe you can clean up obviously with ab some are going to roll their eyes stills have dealt with that too much but usually not right away in their careers and pickens has the talent he has the size he has the talent he fits into the style of kenny pickett who finds his guys he could even be a red zone threat with fire move so that pick is fantastic absolutely and, and i do believe better than sky moore who is a receiver that many wanted who was taken a few picks after Pickens, ends up on the chiefs, a smaller guy, some, maybe some think he's only a slot receiver. I heard some, I know Nick has said that he could be more than that, but you look at the size of five, eight, it just doesn't do it for you. Comparison to six, three, the body side doesn't do it. He feels more like a slot guy and he could be a, a solid player for you. Maybe he's more of a replacement for Juju who is a better slot than outside, no matter what he thinks. But that's not number one receiver potential as much so. And it may be you could say Cooper Cup and others, of course, Wes Welker over the years. But I just, George Pickens, I like more. I felt like he'd give you more. That doesn't mean Deontay's going anywhere. In fact, this might mean they're pairing Pickens and Deontay together and they want to re sign Deontay Johnson to whatever deal they can find because Deontay might be more similar. To, to sky more, but yeah, local thing might have been cool, but they went with the guy that fits. That's why they don't care about local things. Pitt and and Pickett just happened to be the case. They would have taken Pickett no matter where he went. But the cool Pit story is there certainly. So you get your QB. You don't have to give up anything. He falls in your lap. He always was your QB one. You get a receiver that you can build with him. And Colbert and the Steelers have always been phenomenal at drafting receivers over the years. They've definitely had issues at other positions, but not receiver over the years. So unless this is a rare miss for Kevin Colbert, likely a productive player right away. It's a position that you can have production right away. And we've also seen, so don't expect him to be around forever, from other teams in the NFL that the NFL clearly doesn't value receivers to the level of paying them big money if you don't need to. So you have a guy for three or four years, you got a rookie deal. And then once he hits where he needs a mega deal, you don't need him anymore. That's why A.J. Brown ended up having to go find that money elsewhere, and that's why other teams diary Ty- Kill Tyreek Hill, no longer on the Chiefs. They still feel like they can contend, and they probably will still win games, even though he's now going to be on a worse team, but finally gets his money. You don't need to pay a receiver tons of money. You can dip back in the The draft or whatever the case may be, and find that guy. There's always tons of them. And the Steelers got one of the better ones, even though it wasn't in the first round. You go to defense, the first two picks, offense, defense to Marvin Liao. That's a position of need. Another reason why this is an A, that's a position of need on the defensive line. He can go D-tackle, he can do whatever you want there. He can play in multiple positions. Cam Hayward's getting older, aging like a fine wine, but how long? is this going to go? It's not like he can play at that level forever. And then separate from that, the Stefan to it situation, still a major uncertainty, a major question mark. I say they got to put a hard deadline. You guys give me some flack when I say that I get the the emotions. I get it's more than a physical injury. It's certainly a a personal situation. It's all about that. I get it. I wouldn't tell anyone how to grieve, but they've been very kind. They've been very patient. They've been very good to him. At some point you got to say, Hey, nobody else in any walk of life gets to just take a year off and just do whatever with an employer holding a spot for him. So you have all those uncertainties around that. That's part of Marvin Leal. That's part of him. Then you do get Connor Hayward later on. That could certainly help you there with multiple positions, whether it be as a blocker or adding another cog to the offense, obviously the cam connection. That's something that fans are going to like. You get a linebacker at the end of the draft there, which is always a position the Steelers like to throw in with late round picks and they always need those. And you certainly need those on defense for depth, even though those guys likely may not make the team once you get to the fifth, sixth, those type of round selections. And again, you even get, even get Austin there as another receiver so you even get Calvin Austin who is a legit burner that was my first reaction it is true he is a burner he can take the top off the defense I don't know if he's a number one guy obviously I don't think he's gonna make you know tons of pro bowls if be a perennial pro bowler but whatever you thought maybe I could get with James Washington but there were never opportunities for him to fully be that guy because there was so much depth at receiver now you get more depth you couldn't just get one guy on George Pickens. There's still question marks on Deontay Johnson for the future. You don't have Juju. You don't have James Washington any, any longer. Chase Claypool needs to still step up more to, to be what he was his rookie year. You need more out of him. So you lose some and you gain some and they're younger and they're just as good and they can fit those roles. The Steelers need depth at receiver. And I get offensive line is something that you guys are going to bring up because if they don't, have an O line that is better. It doesn't matter about QB, doesn't matter about receiver, doesn't matter about running back. That's why Najee's yards per carry wasn't as great as maybe his overall yards say. I get it and I don't disagree. Okay. I thought they should have won O line last year, even prioritize that more than a running back. If the offensive line sucks, the team's going to suck offensively. We did see that last year with the Steelers, but you do figure there's more mobility now at QB because Ben was older and certainly couldn't move around at that point in his career. So whether it's Mitch or, or, or Kenny Pickett right away, you have more mobility than with Ben. And the offensive line did get better at the end of the season. It is another year together. You have made some minor tweaks to it. Again, it's going to be a weakness of the team. They still could make some moves. You're still going to see some things. I do get it, but I don't know where there was room to do that. That's my thing. I, I wouldn't want to do that instead of getting George Pickens. You needed a receiver like that, certainly with Deontay, maybe not there forever, certainly not needing depth of receiver or not having depth of receiver same thing with Calvin Johnson maybe you get no line instead of him but that may be why I don't go a plus and still go a they got their guys they needed these positions they filled these positions they got best players at these positions in their eyes certainly a quarterback they got arguably multiple first round talent type players in Kenny Pickett And George Pickens, they got a cool sounding quarterback receiver connection for a broadcast call. They got the connection of another Hayward. They have three brothers on the team, if you care about family and the Edmonds, the Haywards, and the Watts, and I'm not saying that that's something that I would do. If you don't think they're good, you don't bring them aboard no matter what their names are. But that makes sense as a late-round pick. That's fine. It's not like a first-round flyer on the guy. So they build the defense with depth at the end. They get the Marvin Leal, who really can help the D-line as Cam ages, and Def on two, it's a question mark, etc. That's a third round. Maybe you're going to you, – you once you – the first three picks you feel like should be productive players for you in a few years. Later on, they're kind of flyers. But he's somebody on defense. You had to go defense after you went quarterback. You had to. You couldn't pass up George Pickens. Some thought he could have be taken. Could be taken earlier than he was. And then, again, you go. DeMarvin Leal you had to go defense there I do think you had to go defensive line and that was a bigger importance for you than even offensive line because of all the question marks and I again I get the O-line's been bad and if it's not better you're screwed but it wasn't a deep offensive line draft certainly not in later rounds you don't want to just take a guy because he's at that position if you don't really believe him because you need to get better at that position if you throw a guy that's going to suck there it's going to be what you had so the Steelers have already done that before so they get their guys they love their draft. I'll say right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know this for sure. They love their draft. They give themselves an A plus plus. I do give it an A. Certainly, the picket move of being in, of him being most NFL ready. I get it. I would have been happy with Mitch as a bridge, and then look for the ceiling guy. But they love him so much. He fell right in their lap. He is NFL ready, and if he maybe he'll have a better career than than Malik Willis, even though some love his arm strength. So. I I cannot really hate on the Kenny Pickett pick now that I've had some time to simmer for my initial reaction. Certainly love the George Pickens pick. That might be my favorite of the entire draft, honestly. And even the later round picks as you go back into defense, and Marvin Leal I think was perfect. You had to go D-line there. So it's cool to get Hayward. It's cool to get another linebacker at the end. It's cool for some pieces there. The Steelers, they did their work okay. Again, it does feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers – got who they wanted they're happy with their draft and of course once you're happy with your draft and even with calvin onston being such a burner i think he fits in for depth at receiver you're going to be happy this is an offense driven league but you need to help defense too the pittsburgh Steelers give themselves an a plus plus i know they love their nfl draft i will give the Steelers an a for the 2022 class, we'll see what happens. Obviously, this is a very, very early grade because you got to see it on the field. But that now will complete our coverage of the 2022 NFL draft. Now that I've given actually my letter grading evaluation, keep it here. Subscribe, comment below here. Feel free to comment below. You can tell me why you disagree, why you agree. Do whatever you want in the comments section there. I will respond to you, by the way, of course. Find us on Pittsburgh Sports Live and hit that subscribe button, whether you like it or not. By the way, if you want to keep engaging, even to tell me why I'm wrong or why you like it, go to Steelers now for all of our draft coverage and so much more as we now head into the official offseason for the Steelers. Now that they know the players are going to try to build this roster around, Certainly now and in the future, and also hit up the rest of our Sports Now family and networks: Pittsburgh Sports Now, WV Sports Now, Nittany Sports Now. See where those players that went to those schools. Besides Kenny Pickett, obviously, that you know where they went. What we think of that? There's even a reaction show to a Penn State player that was drafted, and Lady Brown for West Virginia wasn't drafted, but does sign with the Chargers, so they do get some players in the NFL. Even though this wasn't a big draft class. For the Mountaineers, that'll do it for this edition of the show. I had to drop the mic on my on my letter grade for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's not a negative mic drop. It's not me mic dropping and slapping them in the face. I like their draft. I think it's an A. I think a lot of people feel the same way. So the Steelers hit it out of the park uh, in the draft, and now the work begins.